girls you love till the day you get older. Say what you mean and mean what you say. A man is faithful. Come what, come what may. Welcome back to no. the Go Forth no. podcast. This is oh your favorite gosh. hosts, Christian and Crapley. <laughs> 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 no, 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 that was no. a good intro. Let's stick with it. Keep going. <laughs> Welcome. This is this is Jude and Crap with <laughs> their guest. What's up, Dave. dudes and chicks? It's me, what's, Crap. What's up, As dudes and tell. chicks? Oh my gosh, Gabe. Sorry. <laughs> what's <laughs> up, Gabe and chicks? As you can tell, we have a guest today. Um, he's way too ahead of himself, though. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, welcome back. Where's my other guy? Jude? Hey, it's me. Hey, it's me, Jude. Some people call me Crab. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, Jude, what's <laughs> up, bro? Dude. dude, I'm just hanging out. Just hanging out. <clears throat> We're just having a good time. Crab, how are you? I'm good. I My school got hit by a tornado last night, so I got zero sleep, and I'm really tired, but let's do this. boy, super proud of you. Um, Yeah, so we're super happy to have Gabe here. Gabe Vernig, he was a missionary with me. I don't know why I'm introducing Gabe. He can do it from... Gabe, who are you? So I'm Gabe. Good to meet you all. <laughs> um, I was a missionary with Jude and Crab 2017-2018, and I was in Atlanta with Jude for two years. So, yeah, now I'm here. <laughs> what do you do I'm, with... I'm, cur- you- I'm currently going to Benedictine College. Just finished my first semester studying mechanical engineering. Um, but yeah, I'm here in, well, I live in Virginia, but yeah, I'm here visiting Jude up in Maryland and for break. Yeah. Shout out Benedictine College. Yeah. Hit us up on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was oh. that an inside joke that I'm not aware of? <laughs> no, it wasn't really an inside joke. I just thought about it. Like, what if you told people, like, oh, bro, hit me up on Venmo. <laughs> like, dude, follow me on Venmo. And, like, what if Venmo were not? Anyway. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay, Jude, what are we talking about today? Oh, I was going to, um, yeah, so. Porn. <laughs> 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 as, as promised um a couple podcasts ago i said we we're gonna come out in 2020 swinging and we were gonna talk about porn pornography and so um gabe has given a couple talks on pornography during the well a lot of talks on pornography during the mission year um a lot to young men and and i guess older i don't know like which groups have you given yeah man, mainly high school boys um and one time, a group of brothers in the seminary, <laughs> which was a little <laughs> funny, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, me and my my friend Ben, who's also a missionary with us, we kind of wrote this talk and gave it a bunch of times to a bunch of different groups of people. So, did a little bit of research, and we've got some stuff to say about it. So. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's super powerful. Um, basically, discussing like the effects porn has on. Um, humans the world and like how and just you... recognizing the fact that it's a problem which a lot of people don't know yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the elephant in the room mm-hmm. that today we're gonna like kick. poach, <laughs> poach. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna poach this elephant <laughs> so 
Yeah, so um, this is us keeping our promise of our first 2020 episode being on pornography because a lot of people have asked us to kind of discuss this um, because, again, a lot of people know it's a problem. Not many people want to admit that. Not many people want to talk about that. And we are here to change that. So um, I don't know. We can, I don't know if anybody has any preliminary thoughts or else we'll just get right into. Did you say preliminary? <clears throat> so the first topic, <laughs> I don't even know what, Pre- I said Pre- preliminary. Preliminary. Uh, you said preliminary. <laughs> like with a U? With a, what? No, with a O. Okay, anyways, let's get oh. into it. Let's do it. Um. So one of, the th- one of the first things we want to talk about is kind of the science um, behind what pornography does to us and to the world. So Gabe, you want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. Uh, kind of actually to start off, I wanted to mention one thing, um, I guess is a preliminary thought. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like, this is obviously like a huge problem and everything, but um a lot of people actually don't realize that pornography is bad. Like it's a thing that a lot of people use, especially dudes. Um, and a lot of people think it's like a perfectly healthy habit, which hopefully we're going to disprove here. But um, yeah, we just want to kind of like, like uh, Jude said, it's the elephant in the room and we want to kind of address that. So as far as the science goes, <clears throat> um, basically this is going to get like really scientific. This is not like my knowledge. This is me. I did some research. So don't let him be so humble. Gabe's actually a scientist on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I was that smart, but <laughs> so basically in your brain, you have this thing called the reward center, which you may have heard of. It's basically where dopamine hits. And the point of it is to reward like different behaviors that, you know, are, good for you so like when you eat food obviously food tastes good because we need food Uh, when you exercise maybe not the first time but when you consistently exercise you feel good never about yourself never had that experience (laughs) it's supposed to but also (laughs) having sex obviously feels pretty good i can't speak to that person (laughs) 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 can you cut that out (laughs) No, dude. It's like, everybody knows. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. It's a, yeah. It's 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 very pleasurable, from what I hear. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So basically, what it does is it releases different chemicals, including dopamine and oxytocin and all those. Um, which, what they do is they are meant to encourage that good behavior. Obviously, sex is necessary to repopulate the earth you know god said in genesis be fruitful and multiply we know what that means so um but kind of the deal with porn is that it takes that natural desire and that natural um like instinctual um desire for um sex um and it kind of hijacks that because what it does is it takes it out of like the natural circumstance and it it's accessible to a point that real sex would never be 
truly accessible. Um, I've heard it said that like a dude in the comfort of his home can see more beautiful women than, you know, people in history could see in their entire lifetime. So, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. So we can completely just overload our brains with this dopamine. And it's like any other drug, you know, um, it releases these pleasure chemicals in our brain. But when we do it to such an extreme extent, it'll, um, we'll become desensitized to it and um, eventually form addictions. And um, yeah, another thing, uh, it's kind of crazy, but statistically, They've done studies and the average age of exposure, and this was as of like 2015 or 2016, so it's probably even younger now. Um, but the average age of exposure is 11 years old. For Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. For like the first time people are exposed to pornography. And I should mention, it's obviously not just the guy's issue. Like girls struggle with it too. Um, I think it's a bigger problem for guys. I think... I believe it's 90% of the guys, 90% of men under age 18, no, over age 18, between the ages of, <laughs> at some age range, it's like 90% of dudes have, like view pornography regularly. I think it's like teenagers and up, um, which is crazy. And what's also crazy is that like that statistic doesn't change um, in like, christian and catholic circles um which you would think like you know christian dudes you know obviously they should be better about that type of stuff because they know it's wrong um but it's a problem for a lot of guys um so yeah the average age of exposure is 11 years old and that's a time when our brains are especially malleable so there's this concept that i don't know much about but it's called neuroplasticity, <laughs> which basically means that your brain can change very easily. Um, and what it does when you're exposed to this type of um, substance, I guess, you know, this brain altering, because what it does is it releases these chemicals in such amounts and so often that it actually um, forms pathways in your brain. And since your brain is so malleable at that age, um, it does it very easily and it can form addiction um, very, very easily. And if you continue that habit through through high school, through into adulthood, um, your brain kind of becomes less malleable in those pathways and addictions can kind of set in and it becomes, it's not impossible, but it becomes much more difficult uh, to fight those urges. So that's kind of the science behind it. I uh, thank you for that, kid. Um, I just have one question. I don't know if either of you have the kind of right response to that, but you're talking about like this desire for food or this desire for, I forget what the other example you used was, but then there's this desire for like, obviously like as teenagers, um, like you have this, these really strong hormones, you yeah. know, which say like act out these sexual acts. What's, but like, we know what the incorrect response is and that is to just like be like constantly viewing pornography or be constantly seeking to have sex with somebody or um, whatever it might be. But 
what's the correct response to those hormones like how can we like how like what's i don't know like when we feel those what's the right what like what are we actually longing for in that moment and like what do you guys think is the the right way for somebody to to channel those i think um obviously it kind of stems from like the basic human desire which is like to be loved um that's you know that's kind of what we were made for we were made to love and be loved so it's a very deep ingrained desire in the human heart um and that's kind of what it stems from but as far as i think what we have to realize and hopefully this podcast can help with that a little bit um but we have to realize like how harmful it is for not only ourselves but for our relationships and for like the entire world um and kind of with that clarity that's how we can choose to to not fall into these um, temptations to whatever look at pornography or go and have sex with whoever whenever um yeah i don't know if that was a good answer but yeah i i just feel like I feel like when we constantly, at least I see it so much in the world, when you constantly give in to these physical pleasures, um, whether it be like the, the, the hookup culture that we see so much, you learn how to give yourself to somebody physically, right? And you kind of, you make that your, your crutch and you say, okay, I'm going to go out to the club or I'm going to go out to the bar I'm going to dance with somebody. We're going to make out and whatever. Like we're going to, somebody's going to try to take somebody home, whatever that, however that goes. So in this one night, you meet this person, you don't know them. (laughs) You have no clue about their life, but you give yourself, you give yourself some people to the, this random person completely on the physical aspect of things. Um, and, and I just feel like there's no emotions. And it's almost a challenge to say, after we do this, like, um, this act, after we have sex or after we just hook up, it's almost a challenge to see who can care less, which is so crazy. Like, who, who can have the least feelings after doing that? Um, and I just feel like the world sees it completely backwards than the way it's intended to be it's supposed to be like you form an emotional relationship you grow in love for each other and then you give yourselves you give yourself to each other physically but instead it's like like you give yourself to each other completely and then um and then there's no emotions and you never grow in love for that person yeah and nowadays it's regressing even further it's not even that now it's all about giving yourself to a freaking screen. <laughs> You're making love to a screen. That's what it is. Yeah, and basically what this all stems from is I think there is kind of like a cultural shift. I don't know when it was, during the 1900s sometime. But the general culture kind of started to view sex um, as like the purpose of sex is pleasure. And when you dumb sex down to just pleasure, then that's what you get. You get the hookup culture, you get pornography. Um, and that's kind of what all of this stems from. Um, 
and I think what we have to understand and what we have to choose because you know you can live that life if you want to like um, sure it is pleasurable it's not fulfilling but if you're looking for pleasure you can get it there um, but we have what we have to understand and what we have to choose is that sex is much more than that it's about like deep love and connection and if that's what we're seeking then that's what we have to choose um, and we're not going to find that in pornography for sure um uh gabe another thing i kind of wanted you to touch on one thing that um before we get into like the the spiritual side what what pornography does to your soul um how pornography makes you view other people um and ultimately how to fight it out can you kind of talk about like the effect that it has on the world um I know a couple of things that I've heard in your talk and a couple of things that I know we've all discussed um, together um, to kind of give people a, a better view of actually what the porn industry is doing to the world. Yeah, for sure. So um, kind of a really big thing. Um, obviously, the porn, kind of the prevalence of porn in, in our culture and the use of porn um, it's obviously led to everything becoming over-sexualized in culture, which I think it doesn't take long for anyone to realize that. Um, you know, the whole idea of like sex sells, um, people use, you know, the objectification of women and the idea of sex to sell products and it's it's super prevalent. And so we can see that effect. Um, it's also had a lot of effects on the family um, just because, and this gets a little bit more into like the relationship sides of things, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, but, um, what it does is it, it drives you because it's a selfish act. Sex is meant to be an act of total self giving. And if you think about pornography, using pornography, uh, there's nothing giving about that. It's completely selfish. And what it does is it causes people to draw into themselves, um, which can tear apart relationships in general, but especially families. Um, but kind of a really huge aspect of this that not a lot of people realize is how closely linked the pornography industry and the human trafficking industry is. Um, so a lot of, shoot, I wish I had these statistics with me, but um, a lot of pornography is made of like made using women uh, that are being trafficked and not a lot of people realize that um, because you know a common argument for the use of pornography is that you know it doesn't hurt anyone it's just me like my private thing whatever like if it's it's not going to hurt anyone like why shouldn't I be able to do it um, but this is wrong because um, the pornography industry or the trafficking industry you know it's supply and demand right if everyone is going to this stuff and like demanding it then there's going to be a supply and if this supply is coming from the trafficking industry then by viewing pornography you're paying maybe not with money but you're paying with your views um you're paying and fueling the trafficking industry which is making millions of women suffer uh, making their lives hell which... i remember i remember that that video that you showed us uh i'm not sure if you're going to mention this or not and i'm sorry to cut you off if you were but 
um, I remember the video that you showed when you were when yeah. you were giving this talk. It said that there there was like a certain percentage. Uh, like you said, I wish we had it, but I think it was eighty five percent of women uh, who have been trafficked said that pornography was made of them while they were in captivity. Wow. Um, and then and then it went on to say that there's there's a high probability that the girl you're looking at on the screen is already dead. She's yeah. already been killed. Yeah, because the mortality rate among well porn like porn stars alone, the mortality rate is so high because um that lifestyle is just like detrimental to a human and it's painful because literally their life is just to be degraded and objectified and that's how they make their living. Um, and a lot of them accept that, but they numb that pain with whatever drugs and alcohol and it leads to, you know, obviously that can lead to death if you're depending on that too much. Um, but yeah, which when I first heard that, that was like crazy to think because um, so many guys are just like going to pornography to like whatever satisfy their urges and no one has any idea that these women that are being objectified like could be dead because of what our culture has done and yeah it's just terrible to think about um there's one quote from that video that is like um yeah like it says that talking saying that porn is bad and then going and using it is like protesting a corrupt politician and then donating to its campaign which oh, yeah, yeah that's like a kind of crazy thing to think about um but yeah by like viewing porn you're actually like that's the currency of porn is views like you don't have to pay money to be donating to that industry which is kind of crazy to think about. So that's just like kind of the effect that it has on the world and how real of an effect that it has because so many people think that, it, you know, it's just them. It's not harming anyone else. Maybe it's not so good for me, but if it's not harming anyone else, then that's my choice. But it really does have effects on um, many people outside yourself. So There's I, that. Uh, I also want to just make this clear to anybody who also might be thinking this. One time I was discussing with um, one of my friends from high school, pornography and the effects it has on has on young men or culture or whatever. And he started trying to tell me that um, pornography and masturbation, um, they were actually good for you. Like it was good for you to like, um, like have that because, because I, I don't know. He was trying to he was trying to say that it's like good to have that like um, like a release of like stress or something like that. And I I just want to say that that is not true to anybody who may be thinking that. Um, but but because it. But because it like it may feel like um, it's something that's numbing your pain, it's not something that's actually going to solve the problem. Um, it's just like Gabe was just or I don't know, you weren't saying this, you were saying porn leads to drugs. Um, but porn is, in that sense, kind of like a drug. 
like it, it numbs your pain and it doesn't help you to see clearly like how things actually are. Um, and it, it taints your, your, um, your actual view of love. So yeah, I just want to, I just wanted to like make that clear that it's not, it's not good for you, which is what this whole podcast is yeah. about. And but. another thing is like how addictive it actually is. Didn't they say it's like five times more addictive than cocaine or something? Yeah. I don't know what I, I've never heard like a number of like how much compared to other drugs, but I've heard it's very comparable to like hard drugs. Um, Obviously, you don't become, like, physically dependent on it in the sense that you'll start, like, you know, dying if you don't get it once you're addicted. But it's very psychologically addictive. Um, You know, being a missionary and working with tons of guys who have struggled with pornography and, you know, during our year, like, we're struggling with it. Just talking to them, like, it's incredibly, like, once you've made a habit of it. And a lot of people, like I said, people start looking at this at 11 years old before they even realize that it could do any harm. Like they're just like curious like middle school kids and you know, their brains changing and hormones, whatever. They're just, they're just like super intrigued and they find this stuff because it's so easily accessible and they're just, you know, kind of amazed. Um, and they don't see the harm, but then they continue it for a few years and maybe they're not like, before they hear that it's actually bad for you, they're not, they're like 16 or 17 years old. And at that point they've already been doing it for five years. And then when they try to stop, it's incredibly difficult. Um, Yeah. So it's a real problem and it's something that we should all take seriously for sure. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why spreading the message is so important Mm -hmm. about how it is wrong because you know, like an eleven-year-old doesn't hear anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> so how's how's he gonna know it's wrong? Mm-hmm. He or she gonna know it's wrong? Um, you're completely right that's with true. that. You know, that's one thing I I was kind of thinking about before recording this podcast. Like, wait, what if somebody who's like, what if a what if a I don't know, like thirteen, fourteen-year-old boy or girl like listens to this podcast and like they're like hearing all these things and then i quickly like thought like but how much of the world is so sexualized already like if they're gonna hear something about pornography or if they're gonna like whatever at least what we're saying is like it's wrong it's bad because dude i know even sometimes when i watch like a youtube video like some ad will pop up that's like completely like raunchy (laughs) And there's like billboards all over town and there's so much stuff on TV that's just, it's so hard to like, even it's, it's hard to act like it's not there and people need to stop acting like it's not there. And this problem actually needs to be confronted as a problem and not just, oh no, we're not going to talk about that. Oh no, we're not going to talk about that. Like, no, this is something that is like, everybody knows it's happening you know, and, and I would, I would rather in this podcast be able to give some, like shed some light on the fallacies of it. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that before this podcast. And yeah, I think it's also interesting that, you know, society has made it look like a good thing. Like, I mean, like, like we've been talking about how everything's sexualized in the world today and how, like, 
everybody's made porn to look like a good thing, which is crazy. And it kind of just like reminds me of the whole cigarette thing back in the day, how they used to advertise cigarettes as like, it's a good thing. It's good for you. It used to be on all the, it used to be advertised at all the sports games and everything. Yeah. Um, This problem has actually been compared to, um, the problem with cigarettes, uh, many times before it's because like up until very recently, there hasn't really been any science done on the effects of pornography, probably within like the last 10 years. Um, and that stuff is finally starting to come out. And there are like groups of people online. Uh, one group is fight the new drug, which you may have heard of They make t-shirts and stuff. Um, but it's like a non-religious group. Cause usually when you think of like anti-porn people, it's usually like religious people. Uh, but there's actually a growing and like actually a huge community of people out there who have kind of seen the science and have recognized the harm that this can do to like a person, like their brain, their relationships and the world. Um, and they're taking a stand against it. So it's pretty cool to see um, how it's the general perception is starting to change. Um, but we're still, we still have a lot of work to do for sure. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I was just gonna say, like, in regards to the whole, like, the whole cigarette thing is, that's, I mean, that's the crazy part about it all is that it's come to look as a good thing, and really, if you think about it, the only reason that the cigarette people advertise a good thing is because they want to make money, right? It's all about money, and they don't care what happens to the consumer. Nobody cares what happens to the consumer. It's all about the producer and how much money they're making, right? So you think about that with the porn industry. Um, and I think that's why it's such it's looked at as such a good thing today. Because the porn industry is huge, first of all. Gabe, what was the, what was the, the thing oh, about the shoot. money? Yeah, um, I think it was uh, the porn industry, like the worldwide porn industry is shoot. It's like bigger than the professional sports industry and some other industry combined. But just saying it's bigger than it was... the professional sports industry as a whole, like regularly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that video, massive... I, think, I think they said that the porn industry alone makes more money than Netflix, Amazon, and yeah, like I don't... Walmart combined. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I don't know about... Actually, it might be. I remember something about the professional sports as well. It yeah. was like, it, do, it was just a crazy statistic. Yeah, no, it's much, much bigger than we think it is, for sure. Um, Which is insane, and it's all it's about the money. Insane. Oh, I thought I thought about a more um, relatable uh, epidemic than like even the cigarette thing, like the whole the whole jewel thing with like jewel appealing to like kids in eighth grade. And then kids in eighth grade are like addicted to nicotine and like strong nicotine. Um, if we saw kids in eighth grade, like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, we would be like, all right, there's a problem, you know, but they're smoking that and a jewel and everybody's like, I mean, like, obviously people knew it was bad, but it's not as bad in some people's mind. And then you have this complete epidemic of young kids being completely addicted to nicotine and then when it's horrible 
And when everybody realizes, like, okay, wait a second, this is a problem, then they try to take stances against it. It's like, okay, you didn't see that happening from the beginning? Like, and I think I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's what's happening with pornography. More people are starting to see the effects that it actually has on people and how big of a problem it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think another important thing we should talk about is um, just, a, I'm, I think we mentioned it broadly, but just a little bit more in detail of how it can affect a family. Yeah. Um, because if you're, if you're a dad or you're a husband and you're addicted to pornography, you just have to think about the repercussions that that can cause. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all have, any insight to add on that? Yeah, I've got a little bit. So more so than like the family in general, but just like all relationships, um, especially like, um, I mean, it has a detrimental effect on all relationships, um, but especially between like two lovers. Um, so whether it's like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Um, but one of the chemicals that's, you know, sex is meant to like bond two people together. That's like one of the purposes of it. Um, and, the way it does that is through this uh, chemical that's released called oxytocin. You may have heard of it. Um, and it's commonly called the bonding hormone or whatever. Um, and what it does is like when it's released, um, it, it builds a, a mental connection, a bond uh, between the two people. But this chemical also gets released when someone looks at pornography, uh, especially like when they masturbate along with it. And, um, if you think about it, you know, someone who's looking at pornography every day, um, essentially this hormone is being released in their brains and they're bonding with hundreds or thousands of people, uh, bonding to a screen and just think about like what kind of an effect that would have on like your, the relationships that matter, especially your romantic relationships, which you want to build that connection with one person. Um, but if you're bonding with hundreds and thousands of other people on the internet without even realizing it, like that has a terrible effect. Um, so yeah, and there's so much more on it, but it's, I can't like think of it all off the top of my head. I should have done more research, but <laughs> no, it's good. I know. I think, go ahead, Greg. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Okay, since you you insist. um, One thing that I thought of when you said that, Crab, was um, the idea that, well, right now I can do it, but when I get a girlfriend or when I get engaged or when I'm married, I'll stop. (laughs) Um, That's completely illogical thinking. That's like any other addiction saying I can stop whenever I want right now. I don't want. So, um, and, and if you are struggling with pornography and if you are like, whatever you do have a habit or an addiction of it, then you know what? Test that out. Try going a week, two weeks, a month, six months without it. You know? And if, if like it's, a walk in the park. <laughs> Good. Keep giving it up, <laughs> you know, but 
but prove to yourself that you are strong enough to like step away from it. Um, because I think for most guys that I've talked with, that isn't the case because it is something that you, you do form a really strong habit to. Um, and this has become, and a lot of people agree to this, a, just like a really, um, really intense thing to break away from. So like you, you keep it in your head that, oh yeah, I'll stop whenever I want. Prove it to yourself. <laughs> Unfortunately, you might see how weak you really are. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. And we'll, if you, if you are struggling with it at the end or maybe now, I don't know what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, no, we can mention those at the end. Yeah. But we're going to talk about like some ways that you can fight against it and some tips and stuff that um, we've given to some guys. So. Yeah, maybe really quick we can move into the spiritual side of things. Yeah, that sounds super um, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty, it's pretty quick. Yeah, there's so there, there's not a ton to say about it. I mean, um, obviously, like, or I, maybe it's not obvious, but um, looking at pornography and you know sexual sin like that, impurity is a mortal sin, um, which, uh, as Catholics, we believe that that cuts off. Um, our life of grace, um, it kind of cuts us off from God. And in order to restore that um, life with God, we um, need to go to confession. So um, it's incredibly important that we um, kind of treat it with the seriousness um, of what, that's what a mortal sin is. It's a, it's a sin of a serious grave matter. Um, so with that, we need to, obviously like um if we're receiving communion with that sin on our soul and it's it's different when it becomes and i've heard priests talk about this before but when it becomes an addiction um choice isn't entire because part of the thing that makes something a mortal sin is choice um so if you find that you're in a and i would recommend uh getting a spiritual director if you are struggling with it and talking to a priest about it but if you are addicted, um, potentially going to the Eucharist might be good for you. Um, but if you're making the, the choice to look at pornography, then going and receiving the Eucharist is actually another mortal sin um, because you're receiving it in a state of not in a state of grace. Um, so it's very important to recognize that. And if you're struggling with it, whether it's an addiction or not, you should be going to confession as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, that basically sums it up on yeah. the spiritual side. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, I just have this I have this one um, quick story of this young man. I, I told, um, I, I don't remember what happened. Like, I can't remember if I told this story on the podcast or not, but I'll say it. I was, um, I was talking with this young man one time. And we were talking for a little while and he was telling me that he was struggling with this. He was struggling with pornography. Um, and so I always tried to keep a, a miraculous medal on me at all times. And so I just felt moved to take my miraculous medal off, which for those of you who don't know, it's a medal with, um, with Mary, the mother of God on it. Um, 
beautiful story of the miraculous middle, but I won't get into that. And I took it off of my, my scapular and I gave it to him. And like, I forgot to put one on for another, like, like four or five months. I, it had just like slipped my mind when I got home. And then I, I just never really thought about it. I was so used to just having one on. And one morning I woke up and after breakfast or something, I thought about it and I was like, oh man, I haven't had a miraculous medal on. So I went and get one and I put it on. Later the same day, the same day that I put it on, I went to Chick-fil-A and I was like getting something. And I ran into this, this, this dude, this young man. And, uh, we talked for a while and then I was heading out. I walked out the door and he like, kind of like ran out after me. He's like, Hey Jude. And I was like, what's up dude. And he was like, bro, I didn't want to tell you, but like, I forgot or not. I forgot. I lost my miraculous medal that you gave me. And dude, it was so weird. He must've like, he must've felt so awkward. Cause I was just like looking at him so funny because just that morning I had thought to put on my miraculous medal. And then he told me that he lost his and I was able to give him the one that I had on. Um, and, and in that moment, I just felt an extreme amount of like gratitude to Mary for looking over him. And it just really reminded me to continue to encourage people. Like when you're in a moment where you feel tempted, when you're in a moment where you're having like really impure thoughts or something like that, um, really ask, ask Mary to like protect you in that moment and to keep you pure. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those like small miracles that happens to really everyone if we're paying attention and it just makes you really recognize, um, like how much God truly loves us and how much he wants us to be better. So, yeah. And I really recommend getting your miraculous medal and keeping it on you at all times. Um, not only for the sin of impurity, but for anything that you might struggle with just to, to keep you strong. Wow. That is an awesome story. I've heard it before, but every time I hear it, <laughs> super cool okay so do we move on to the fight now oh i just have i just have one more uh i know you guys have probably heard this quote um but from from jp2 saint pope pope saint john paul ii he says the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much of a person it's it's that it shows too little um and that's super powerful. Um, Gabe, do you kind of, do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so let me think. I've heard that's a, that's a awesome quote. And what it kind of gets at is essentially this idea that, you know, where sex is meant to be, you know, within a deep relationship between husband and wife, um, it's kind of meant to be that, you know, giving of oneself completely to another person um like you know revealing yourself revealing your body um to the person that you love and giving yourself totally to them at this point you've become one flesh 
your marriage and you're giving yourself totally to them. Um, and it's meant to be kind of like that, I guess, sort of like the pinnacle of like knowing the other person. Um, but what pornography does is it takes sex, which is supposed to be this like intimate, like revealing experience between two persons. Um, and it completely takes any personal aspect out of it. Like you don't know anything about this person that you're looking at. Um, and they don't know anything about you. They don't know that you exist. Um, and when you're using pornography, you know, you're seeing so little of the person, which, you know, sex is meant to be a complete like revelation of like a person. And pornography is the complete opposite of that. There's no, there's, there's basically nothing. It's just body parts. Um, so, I mean, that's the gist of it. Yeah. That's just objectivizing. Yeah. People. Oh, and one more thing before we move in to the fight. Sorry. Um, Gabe and I were watching a TV show last night, and a commercial came on. It was so weird. It was so weird. It was for, it was for like, a, what do you, what do you, covenant, covenant eyes? Yeah. But like, how do you, what would you call that? Oh, it's like a, a filtering, like an internet filter for yeah. your computer and your phone and stuff. It was made to like help people struggling with pornography or like who want to stay accountable um yeah <laughs> so it it was a covenant eyes commercial and <laughs> it was so weird then this guy comes on the screen and he's like and he it is really sad i'm only laughing because it was really unexpected because it went from like a commercial of like dad sneakers to like <laughs> this guy um and just like the transition was really weird, but basically this guy said like, I can't, I can't sleep with a girl without being it, without having to turn on pornography while with her in order to like, like make love <laughs> to her. And I was <laughs> really caught off guard by that. <laughs> but, um, but I also, I, I hear from, different like um like testimony sites or whatever speakers that speak on porn that they actually encounter this with guys who are married that um yeah it's hard for them to like get to that point of arousal without turning on pornography which is really sad and really destructive um so just to kind of like put that out there that that's a serious problem and that's something to keep in mind when we consider why porn is such a destructive thing. Yeah, and also I've heard, I mean, kind of along those lines, like uh, erectile dysfunction. Um, I don't know how like big of a problem that is, but to me that sounds pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that used as, you know, that can be a good motivation. Obviously, there's lots of things that can motivate someone to break free from this habit. But the idea that potentially, because erectile dysfunction is a lot of times uh, caused by uh, excessive use of pornography. Um, so 
if you are looking for more reasons to quit, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> um, okay, crap. I know you've been dying to move on to this. Sorry. That's a, all right, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where do we start? For the fight? Yeah. All right, so we've established that it's wrong, and we've established why. So, now, hopefully you realized, if you're listening and you do watch porn, that it's time to stop. And you'll probably find out that it's not very easy, because it's an addiction. It's addictive. So, how to fight it, Gabe. All right. <laughs> um... So yeah, facts. kind of. The, well, I just know. I just know in your talk. You yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of resources. Um, yeah. So there's a ton of resources out there. Um, the first thing that you need to do is you need to recognize that, as with any addiction, it's a battle. Um, so if you're struggling with it and you know you're trying to make progress but you keep falling, uh, don't let that discourage you. Like take these other resources that I'm going to mention, and like keep going at it. Never give up. Um, because it really is a battle and um, it's going to be a difficult one to fight and to, to win. But there are countless men that have done it um, and you can too. Um, but what I would say is probably the most important like first step to take in uh, fighting pornography is to let it into the light because... Um, as we kind of mentioned earlier, pornography is like, it's the elephant in the room, but no one talks about it. Um, like it's such a, a secret thing. And um, like oftentimes uh, someone's struggle with pornography is very like in the dark. Um, so what you need to do is you need to find accountability if you actually want to seriously um, fight against this. So find someone, whether it's a friend, you know, get a spiritual director, a priest, I do not recommend um, a significant other or a uh, girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, I've heard stories of, you know, the guy's fighting his addiction to pornography and he uh, starts becoming accountable, makes his girlfriend his accountability partner. And that can just be really harmful for the relationship. Um, not that he should be keeping it a secret necessarily. Um, but it's just not very healthy, um, for the relationship. So I'd recommend finding like a buddy, um, you know, someone that you look up to a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, or also like a priest or a spiritual director, some sort of mentor, um, would be very good. Um, someone that yeah. you look up to and that you can depend on. Uh, but also like taking that accountability really seriously. Like don't let yourself, like if you fall, like be honest about it and, you know, tell that person because that's what you've committed to. And if you're serious about actually fighting it, then that's what you'll do. Um, so yeah, also kind of along with that, um, that program that we saw that commercial for last night, Covenant Eyes, mm. um, you can install that on your computer and on your phone. And what it does is it, um, it'll block like certain sites. Um, but it can also like, if you choose, like send usage reports to an accountability partner so that if you do fall, it'll let them know. 
and then they can like contact you. So if you don't trust yourself, uh, to be honest, that's a great um, software that you can use. Um, you know, if it's a serious problem for you, then recognize that you're going to need to take extreme measures. Um, so yeah, be honest with yourself. But uh, the next thing that I would recommend for someone struggling is to recognize your triggers. And that might sound similar to, you know, fighting any other addiction. Um, but as with any other addiction, there are, if you take a look at like what causes you to fall, you'll see that a lot of times um, it's the same sorts of things. Um, so, you know, whatever, if you're like, if it's a current struggle, kind of think about the last time you fell or um, yeah, think about the last time you fell and kind of like try to recognize what led up to that and as you continue to, to struggle with it, um, try to become aware of those things that tempts. Like sometimes it can be social media or watching a certain show. Uh, a lot of TV shows nowadays are just like completely infused with sex. Um, so that can be a trigger for a lot of people. Um, but it could, it could be anything. You know, we all have different experiences and different things that can um, cause us to have temptations. Um, so just take a look at your life and realize what's triggering you and then take drastic steps to actually like cut those things out. And whether it's giving up social media for a year or a month or whatever, uh, just doing what it takes. Cause there's a lot of stupid stuff on social media. Um, I might recommend that whether you're struggling with pornography or not, <laughs> Right. but, um, the other thing, if you're Catholic, I definitely recommend, you know, going to the sacraments, um, going to confession as often as possible and in a state of grace, receiving the Eucharist. Um, these are incredibly powerful um, spiritual aids for us. Um, and I have heard from many people that, you know, there's so much science behind like why pornography is bad. Um, but a lot of times that can only do so much and you actually need spiritual assistance uh, to win this battle. So don't be afraid to actually take it to prayer and take it to God. Um, and don't rely totally on your own strength because, you know, we're human, we're weak. And, you know, whether you're Catholic or not, uh, just recognize um, if you believe in God, <laughs> then recognize that he wants what's best for you and he can be your strength if you ask him to be um so the sacraments and prayer are incredibly important in fighting against this um some other resources there's tons of like websites and books and talks and videos online uh, a huge one that i recommend for anyone christian or not christian fight the new drug org is me or anyone it's not me <laughs> yeah no seriously for anyone this is a huge uh i mentioned it earlier a huge nonprofit organization non-religious it kind of looks at the issue of pornography from uh three different perspectives how it affects uh the brain the heart and the world which is kind of if you uh notice that's kind of what we structured this podcast off of those three things um but they like 
if you go to their website, they have everything condensed. It's super like easy to read, easy to find what you're looking for. There's tons of like personal testimonies of people who um, are struggling with it or who have struggled with it, but also those who have like conquered it. Um, and it's a great resource. They also have programs, one called Fortify, which is like a recovery program for pornography addicts. Um, that's free for teenagers, I believe. And then it's like not too expensive if you're not a teenager. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, let me think. So uh, Matt Frad, Jason Everett, you can look up talks from them on YouTube. Matt Frad has podcasts. Uh, they talk a lot about um, pornography and ways to fight it. And um, Matt Frad also has a book. If you're looking to get the full rundown um, on the effect that porn has on the world, um, he has a book called The Porn Myth. And I have it here with me. It's exposing the reality behind the fantasy of pornography. And I will warn you, it's got some twisted stuff in it. Uh, it will definitely expose the reality. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it can be a little tough to read at some parts. Um, but if you really, one, if you're struggling with it, understanding those things can be a huge help. Um, so that book is recommended. There's another book. Shoot, let me. I saw someone reading it a couple weeks ago. Um, and I took a picture of the cover because it looked good. Sorry. It's called Delivered. Um, oh, it's also by Matt Fred. Um, and this is true stories of men and women who have conquered porn. Uh, a lot of times. Young Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw this book and it was cool just because, you know, you see a lot of things about like how to fight it or like stories about how it's ruined people's lives. Um, and you don't, don't always hear about the victory stories. And I think that can be really encouraging for someone who's struggling with it. So uh, I definitely recommend it. It's called Delivered by Matt Frad and it has a foreword by Jason Everett, who is that other speaker I mentioned. But, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough to have, been able to i've had the chance to meet both of them they're both like super great people and um their talks are very impactful and their books so definitely recommend that um let me think there's apps um fortify has an app that's that program by fight the new drug life teen also has one called victory i believe um and basically what that does is it's like a tracker you can go through and, you know, track when, like when you fall, um, to pornography and you can kind of like, it gives you just a good bird's eye view to see like how big the problem is. Um, whether you're falling once a month, like twice a week, every day, um, you know, it'll just show like green on the days that you are, that you have victory that you win, um, and red on the days that you fall and you can kind of, it'll give you a good, like, bird's eye view on like where you're at and where you need to go from there. Um, lastly, I would recommend um, for anyone that's struggling with it. And even for guys who aren't, um, this is an incredible, because really what pornography is, um, it's what it, it does to 
men and to anyone who struggle struggle with it um it it weakens our wills um and if we want to be you know the men that we're called to be we need to strengthen our wills and we need to become uh we need to build our character and there's a, a program called exodus 90 mm. you may have heard of it and i wanted to give a little shout out uh i know uh, the missionaries and I and Crab, you did it too last year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so we all did Exodus 90 last year. Um, and it is very intense, but a great um, way to grow in self-mastery, whether you're struggling with pornography or not. Um, basically, it's a list of certain commitments that you take on for 90 days, um, including like no social media, um, cold showers, no snacking, no alcohol. Um, and, you know, it starts sometime in January typically, and it goes all the way until Easter day. Um, it actually starts in two so days. that is a great, um, tool. I definitely recommend, uh, finding a group of guys or joining a group of guys who are doing Exodus 90. I wouldn't recommend doing it alone because no accountability, no accountability. And, in my mind, that would probably be impossible. I don't think I'd be strong yeah, enough to do that alone. <laughs> it's super difficult. Yeah, so definitely find a group of guys to do that with if you feel called to. Um, crazy thing is, you can do it whenever, but kind of the big one is, um, like I said, starting in January, going through Lent and ending on Easter. And that exodus begins on January 13th, I believe, which is in two, two days. days. Oof. Yeah. You guys ready? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing it again this. We're, yeah. we're doing it again this year. Um, <laughs> not sure why I'm doing this to myself again. Right. I really hate cold showers. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. But it's it's good for us, and it'll be good for you. So, yeah. uh, definitely recommend uh, looking into that. They have an app and everything. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Exodus Nine is great. All of that was really well said. Oh, thanks. Everything you just said, and really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing all of this information. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Dude, chill. <laughs> You're like going hard right now. <laughs> no, I uh, I feel a little bad because I haven't listened. I've listened to like maybe five of y'all's podcasts, but... I feel really bad that I haven't listened to more, but kind of cool thing is, and this is a bit of a, another shout out to Exodus 90. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you give up during Exodus 90 is non-spiritual media. So no like music that isn't like lift your soul to God um, or movies and stuff. And I think once I start Exodus 90, I'm going to go through and listen to the entire Go Forth podcast. Wow. So if you have not listened to all of the other fantastic i'm sure episodes <laughs> of go forth you can join me and uh exodus 90 starting january 3rd we can listen to all of them so yeah sick Oof. yeah thanks for that bro of course um yeah i don't know crab final thoughts final thoughts are just if i don't know if you never start fighting you'll never conquer it so start now start fighting yeah definitely don't wait you should probably start uh today 
Stop making excuses for yourself. Start yesterday. Mm. Start yesterday. And that's all I got. I think my, kind of like my final thought is just like, when you, in that moment of temptation, um, two things. One, be proactive. Do something. Whether it be like, go outside, go for a run, do some push-ups. Like, um, whatever it might be, pray. Um, yeah, like do something and also remember that, um, in order to be the person that God has made you to be, God has made us to be, we need to learn the value of true love and true love doesn't consist in selfishness. It consists in self-giving. So, um, so just remember that when, when you not only in, in the area of pornography or impurity, but also just in your life, um, like be a person who's willing to give and not only receive. Yeah. And also if you have any questions about any of this or you want to discuss it, just maybe message us on Instagram and you can even set up a phone call if you want. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I have like a whole list. I made like this little list of resources and stuff. So if you want me to send that to you, I'm at Gabe Vernick on Instagram and I can I can send you. It's basically got like a bunch of videos and like Fight the New Drug and all that stuff. So um, definitely just send me a DM if you want that list. I can get it to you. Yeah, really. And and the stuff Gabe has talked about here is is really just like, not yeah. even half of the stuff he knows about it. So really like reach out to him if you have any questions, um, whatever, like don't like, don't just say you won't do it because you don't know like enough or don't leave those open-ended questions, like seek answers, seek truth. So don't be discouraged. Cool. Um, well, I think this brings us to the end sad here we are oh jude yes we never prayed at the beginning so maybe we should pray at the end no oh, dang it i think we're gonna have to probably start over oh man what's up dudes and chicks this is jude <laughs> here with my co-host gabe gabe no <laughs> <laughs> take it back and and we have a special guest today his name's crab <laughs> welcome crab Crab's gonna talk about porn. (laughs) (laughs) Crab's gonna talk about chocolate-covered pretzels (laughs) and the effect they have on the brain. Uh, All right. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um. We should pray though. Oh, dude! You should end the prayer with our ending line. No, dude. That's that's like almost (laughs) almost blasphemy. I think. No, it's not. I'm, not, I'm definitely going to do the sign of the cross and then say it. <laughs> well, how about this, Gabe? You, how, how about Gabe leads how it us works in mass. That's how it works in mass. Oh, that's true. Dingus. Don't call me a dingus while we're on air, dude. That's so hurtful. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Just end it, man. Gabe, you want to lead us in a, in a small closing prayer? Yeah. I don't know the closing line. I'm sorry, but wait. I don't know if I do. I, I I have listened. It's just been a little. I'll while. whisper it to him. 
go forth, the podcast is ended. All right, sick. <laughs> Let us begin this prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to come together and to um, discuss how we can grow closer to you by uh, growing in the virtue of purity. Um, we ask that you send your spirit down on us and anyone who might be struggling with uh, pornography. Um, we ask that you give us all strength in the fight um, because we need it. We're weak um, and we need you. Help us to recognize um, the help that we need and to always seek it. Um, and we ask for the intercession of Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mother, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Go forth. The podcast is ended. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. Deuces. So, so long. Peace.